Welcome to Women Who Kill You Guys. This is Kai, our guest today, very funny stand-up comedian, Jessica Michelle Singleton. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for doing this. Oh, of course. Always down to, you know, dig deep into women who kill and, well, not even into, anyway. Just always nice to find out about other good feminists. Yes. Today we're talking about Mary Ann Cotton, who was of the, the poisoning genre. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of women who poison. Mm-hmm. I guess we're just cleaner. Well, that. Also, uh, in the Victorian era, it was very easy. Yeah, because they couldn't really, I mean, it mimicked so many things, right? And there wasn't as much forensics going on then. Mm-hmm. The symptoms of uh, arsenic poisoning, specifically, uh, looked like uh, gastric fever. And yeah. also, what was it, cholera or typhoid? Cholera, yeah, oh, that's what, it was, uh, I feel like one of her kids got sick from typhoid. But yeah, they said it mimicked cholera, mm-hmm. which was kind of frequent back then, mm-hmm. especially with the like poorer working class, which is where she started. Um, <laughs> she will, at some point was working class. Uh, yeah, so she just went on a real tear. Also, arsenic was so readily available. Because rats. Yeah, there was rat poison. And the plague. Yeah. And all that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> and solving crimes was new, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. Like, before just, the Victorian era, when someone died, they were just like, oh, well. like that. Such is life. <laughs> Next. <laughs> yeah, what's crazy is that um, learning more about her, she was like a transient murderer, so she'd just kind of kill off the family she had and go to another town. Uh-huh. But I had a friend... Um, who I did think, the same thing? No, I think I think it's Lisa Curry who said she has relatives. <laughs> she has like a relative, like way way back, who yeah like murdered his whole family, like his wife and his kids, and then he just went to the town over. <laughs> like, and that's all you did back then is that you just like go a town over and nobody knows that you just killed off your whole family. People didn't go looking for you. They're just like, was, well, they're gone now. There was no internet. There was no, uh, I guess even newspapers didn't circulate that widely. No, it's like you had your town paper. You knew the people in your town. And why would you leave? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people still live that way. Yeah, that's true. So sad. <laughs> so uh, Marianne was born uh, Marianne Robeson. Yes. And depending on who you ask, because birth certificates were apparently a rarity, she was either born on November 1st or Halloween or October 31st. Bum, bum, bum. I yeah. like to believe she was born on Halloween because it fits the narrative. Yeah, it's like, oh, she's so evil. Uh-huh. Like, so evil. But. Lil Morsley. I, mean, uh, I don't know where that is at specifically. You might. S- somewhere in the, the British. You travel a lot. Britain. I've never been to Lil Morsley, but I would do. It's oh, now part of the. Hot in the spring in the city of Sunderland. Uh-huh. I don't actually know what any of that means. No? We know it's somewhere in the UK. Right. So, Low Morsley baptized in a pretty uh, religious family. They were like ardently religious, like uh, pretty strict father. And uh, sounds like one of those households where they're very much like keep up the image of perfect family. Very just like sweep it all under the rug and don't fuck up and embarrass me in front of the neighbors. Right. Um, Her dad died when she was eight. Yeah, he fell down a mining shaft, which is... I guess maybe was pretty common. Yeah, I guess that's what a lot of people were doing back then, just falling down <laughs> mining shafts. Maybe he just didn't end it at all. Who knows, you know? But uh, that can be traumatizing. That's the weird thing is they said some of the stuff in her childhood maybe triggered 
traumatization, but there's... Well, because her mom got remarried and she hated her stepdad. Yeah, he was a dick. She left at 16, which I guess was and wasn't old enough yeah. at the time. So I'm thinking, like, how abusive was he? Yeah. To make a girl leave the house at 16 and decide that that was better than staying at home? I know, especially because women had, like, no rights. But I guess she just went off to be, what, a nurse? But, yeah, I, I think of any time before, like, 1900s, I'm like, yeah, we well, just get married at, like, 14, right? I don't know anything. That's, that's her only choice. Was just well, she was a nurse for a short time because that was one of the only occupations available to to single women, women. or any any woman, any woman who wanted was, to make a decent amount of money. Yeah, there was so few jobs, mm -hmm. and the one job is like clean these bedpans. Yeah, just and all these sick people. Oof. And then she became a, a dressmaker, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Shortly after that. Yeah, and then she what age twenty met her first husband. Um. So she married him at 20. They were married for 13 years. 13 years. Oh, this, this is like, she had a ton of miscarriages. That's right. Like, she had, uh, what, like, five? They had a bunch of kids. Four of whom died from gastric fever. Yeah. Boy, that's strange. <laughs> um, William Mowbray. So the amount of kids that they had is is uh, is up for debate, apparently, because I, I don't I don't know how they decided who got a birth certificate and who didn't. Yeah. Because some people had them and some people didn't. So well, and then like for miscarriages, what's the birth certificates and death certificates were were rare. Yeah. And it's like, what is the I mean, I don't even know the protocol on that now. But like, do you get a death certificate for your miscarriage i don't think so but you definitely do if you're if your baby who you birthed dies from being poisoned yeah i'm or, or getting gastric fever yeah quote. yeah so what do, i think it was after a few of those kids is when they started taking out life insurance policies uh she may have done it without his knowledge they had a really shitty relationship oh and uh fought a lot that's okay yeah but i'm wondering when it started because he didn't quote unquote die suddenly until they had already been married for 13 years which is a long that's long time a long chunk of her life and given like the pattern that i guess we're gonna go into it's like and she could have killed so many more people what was she mm -hmm. doing wasting her during time. that time period yeah yeah i wonder how many deaths into like how many miscarriages in she was like wait this is a this is a good idea for making money <laughs> um, it's wild that um life insurance became a thing before procedural uh investigation yeah that it's like oh we're thing. just willing to hand out money but not yeah, I don't feel like what insurance policy would tolerate that and you could just take out back then you could just take out an insurance policy on anyone yeah, you could just take, you know. I don't even think they had to be related to you. That's like Walmart. <laughs> take them out on anyone around you. <laughs> yeah, well, what's crazy to me is that makes me wonder if the industry of criminal investigation was somehow powered a little bit by that insurance agency going like, maybe we should. You think should. they were getting kickbacks? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Or maybe they were like, maybe we need to like instill some sort of insurance that our insurance isn't being abused. Like, mm. well, because if you started life insurance and you're like, you know, because God forbid anything happened 
to your loved ones and all of a sudden everyone's loved ones start dying. Yeah. You're like, wait a second. We didn't plan for this much money. To so be. you think there was a meeting and they were like, uh, excuse me, police. Yeah. Could you just do a little? <laughs> we're really going under here. People keep dying. Well, then when her husband died, she got what, like 35 pounds, which sounds so ridiculous. But I guess back then that's like a half a year's about five thousand dollars yeah which so like, i guess now is like a million to, i don't know i yeah, don't I know, know which which was exchange enough to survive works. for six months uh-huh. that was back when everything cost like a, a penny a shilling or whatever i don't even know what a shilling is no no clue they're like six pence for dinner <laughs> you're like wow um so then she just moved away uh-huh to what cm harbor so there's this guy joseph natris right who runs with mattress mattress which is where they spent a lot of their time <laughs> this um, this woman got around she was she was she was a busy. hoe she was very busy i was gonna say it no judgment i've hoed around but like not like this yeah no actually like i take back what i said she <laughs> this she was man a... was married and there was there was <laughs> conflicting info on whether or not she had met him somewhere that's what i heard uh-huh. and maybe like follow like followed him there but he had a whole wife and family too and she also had a kid yeah from her previous marriage and no she had two she had two so her younger child died of typhus fever and then uh she ended up marrying uh one of her patients that's right who lied to her about being an engineer he was like hot and he's like i'm an engineer and she because they say a lot of her drive for this was that she didn't want to have to remain poor yeah and since there's only so much women could do back then she was trying to like secure a place in a wealthy family so she thought she was marrying this engineer who's going to be real rich and it turned out he'd lied to her and he was just a guy who like works on trains or something that's not right that's that's completely inaccurate but it was a very just working class job and he didn't work for a long time so she was still supporting them and they got married in they got married in 1865, and which is less than he died in 1866. Yeah, and and that was like less than a year after her last husband had died. It was like seven months later, right? And then this guy dropped dead of what they called English cholera and typhoid, right? And he would have been sick for a very long time. So I think as soon as she found out this guy was lying to her, she was like, she was oh, like you gotta fuck go. you. you gotta and go. she had sent her older daughter to live with her parents because she was trying to just like completely separate herself from that life. But yeah, she just fucking killed this guy. What's crazy to me is, I mean, I know cholera is just a thing back then, but I get, was it really that rampant that nobody bat, like even batted an eye? That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. So then she moves on to what? James well, she Robinson. Was, she was with, uh, well, the, the Joseph Natras guy, she never actually married him. They were dating, and he was married and decided to not leave his family. Yeah, so she has this husband that she has now murdered. She's in this town with this guy that she's been having this love affair with, and, she, and she's like, this is it. Now it's finally my time and he'll leave his wife and we'll be together. And he's like, actually, I'm just not going to do that. And he just like moved away. But during this time, his baby daughter, wait, no, no, no. Her daughter died. Her three and a half year old daughter died. died. Yeah. Of typhus fever. And that was a, at this point she was at child number nine. My God. All dead. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, except for the one that got sent away to her parents. Right. Eight out of nine children dead. 
Oh, and then once her husband, George Ward, died, and then this naturalist guy moves away, now she's like, oh, fuck, I am alone again. Right. But she meets this dude, James Robinson, who... Uh, works on a ship all of these dudes are working on ships i guess that's I guess all you did was like a mine ship, mine or a mine, ship and that's all you do yeah and his wife coincidentally had already recently died so she's kind of off the hook for that one i guess and, and she it, was his housekeeper she brought him as a housekeeper yeah and so she had this whole plan i think that because his baby soon died of gastric fever Ugh. but who was there nursing his sweet baby trying to save it so it's that very like ah this woman is like doing all she can and my poor child's dead and so she's getting this like you know grievance love yeah where you're like grieving you think you love someone but you're actually just sad and they're there Ugh. and so he like you know digs her like? down you know what i mean <laughs> like i don't like I'm, i've unfortunately probably been on the giving and receiving end of that uh-huh. <laughs> where it's like i think this is something and it's like oh no i think i was just heartbroken from the death of someone i loved oh. and vice versa mm-hmm. um <laughs> I start crying. I'm like, oh, the ones that got away. <laughs> so she gets pregnant and has this whole plan. Like, now I'm pregnant. I'm going to trap this guy with this baby. But that's when she finds out her mom is sick. Is sick. And so her mom's, her stepdad's like, you have to come home and take care of her. And there's this whole fucking extra baby. And she'd had this plan to just start her life over. Um, And so then she's like, a oh, oh, fuck, you know, and has to go back and take care of her mom. Um. Who had started to recover, apparently. She was... She had hepatitis, Hepatitis. Is is that recoverable? No. But I think maybe she would have lasted longer. Okay. Anyways, Marianne was home for nine days and this bitch was dead. Is recoverable a word? I don't know. Maybe not. Not not. in that context. It's okay. (laughs) So her mom dies within nine days of her being home, which... Who knows? I don't know how quickly hepatitis took people back then. No clue. Seems like people live with it for a long time now. <laughs> or they don't. I don't know anyone with hepatitis, except I know one person. You might. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not me. It's not me. Just saying. You never know who has what. Who's just... Yeah, I guess people don't, like... I don't have any scarlet anything. letter. They're not wearing it. I don't even have HPV. I'm the only person oh, in Los Angeles God. who doesn't have HPV. They should never study my it? blood. Nope. I had it show up, and then this is way too much information. <laughs> and I don't even know if this is true, but I've had multiple doctors tell me this, so I believe it. You're like the Magic Johnson of HPV. Well, no, that they've said it's like any other virus, so there's no cure, but your body can like push it out, uh-huh. and like it. But then it's like, is it really pushed out? Where is does it, it go? Deep, deep remission. Yeah. I don't know, but because you can get other virus, like a stomach virus, and then it goes away. Uh huh. But anyway, oh. so far so clear. Okay. Anyway, if anyone's listening and. Really horny. What's up? <laughs> um, that makes me wonder. Yeah, I mean, wow. I could just, I just really go on a tangent with this HPV thing. <laughs> I'm so fascinated. <laughs> they should study you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I guess mom dies, and now she's like, "Fuck! I have this daughter. I have to bring back with me." But also, her stepdad immediately married his fucking neighbor. Yeah, so it's like, was he murder? Like, was it in the? Bl- is it in her blood? Was murder yeah, poison well, in her blood? That wouldn't be her blood, though, because it would be unless her mom just killed herself. Oh, Nur- nurture, nurture. Yeah, not nature. But it is a th- yeah. Is it a learned behavior where like you pick that up? But yeah, the fact that he immediately married. Although I don't know, that could just be a grief move too. Like that's all you did back then. I feel like is like 
and now I'm married. <laughs> and the neighbor was widowed, so maybe they were both kind of just like damaged goods. And they're like, I don't know, your husband's dead. We're neighbors. You want to just have this whole lot? Yeah. <laughs> and I guess neighbor, we see neighbor in a different sense than they saw neighbor. Like my neighbor lives five feet away. Their neighbor could have been like three miles away. Yeah, like a farm type of. So once she got back, she moves her kid in with Robinson. Yeah, and that her kid gets sick and dies. But he still has two kids alive. And then they get sick and die. Yeah. And then she marries him. Yeah. And so she marries him, gets pregnant. He decides to marry the woman who just happened to move back right when three of their kids die. Yeah. And then her kid dies. And he still had two kids, by the way, because the out, how, how they ended up getting, uh, I guess, divorced is the word. Or do you just go like, no more. But... Well, they didn't officially divorce. He just threw her out. Because she kept, started pestering him about life, life insurance. Which is like, <laughs> so sloppy. Like this, and then the way she gets caught is like, what the fuck are you doing, lady? Like, uh-huh. let it go. This is your life now. <laughs> yeah. You could have been fine. Because this guy was pretty well to do. Yeah. So, like, she, she just got greedy. Yeah. Um, he had, like, from what I understand, he was, like, very wealthy, took very good care of her. Um, but then he found out, like, she was um, stealing money. Like he would, a- he would ask her to deliver money to the bank. She kept it. She's running up debts. <laughs> like he wasn't he, gonna check his balance. I know. And then he found out she was forcing his kids to like take household valuables to get pawned. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? You live in this nice castle with this man who took you in, despite the she's fact that she's acting you're... like a crackhead. <laughs> I know. And for nothing but money, like what? Honey, sell the TV. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you? Why? And then he just like threw her out. He's yeah. like, fuck you, bitch. She was she was homeless for a little bit. Yeah, so she's destitute. And then uh runs into an old friend, Margaret Cotton, who introduces her to her brother, Frederick, who is a recent widower. So quick though, this is like she wasn't homeless for very long. No. Which a woman like her wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean good good <laughs> on her. I'm I don't know. I mean, not to slut shame. No, not I don't want to slut shame. She was but very it's like, good at it. If you have a it. pussy, yeah. you should be able to find a, a place True. to sleep. True. <laughs> I mean, honestly, let's be equal oppor- opportunity here. If you have a dick and, and you know ambition, yeah. you should never be homeless as well. Yeah. You should be able to find some nice lady or gentleman yeah. who is willing to uh, provide okay. you with a place to stay. Yeah. Like if you have goods that are working. Yeah. And you find someone who likes the way they work. Exactly. And you can. There is someone who likes every type of hole. It's true. And orifice. Someone will love your penis or your vagina. Yeah. Or your ears. Whatever. But also, if you think you're a fucking weirdo and no one will ever love you, just Google whatever you think is wrong with you and you'll find a fetish for it. A whole, like, rabbit hole. <laughs> this whole time, there was a whole group of men who love women with small torsos. <laughs> I never knew. So. Ah, so, I guess it's just sort of like, this guy had, he'd already lost two kids, his wife was dead, and I think it was sort of one of those things where this guy's not a huge, like, a huge catch, but maybe her friend was trying to do her solid, like, Look, Marianne, you're not getting any younger. Yeah. <laughs> You've had a real streak here. You better uh-huh. just like latch onto someone before you're homeless forever. How old is she at this point? 30. She's born in 32. Two? So that's, she's almost 40. Yeah. Okay. And in those days, that's like 85. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. 
It's like LA. <laughs> I'm kidding. God, kill me. <laughs> no, funny. but like 37 is just. I mean, and there was so so much more critical of women being unwed, and I feel like you know if you're 22 and not married, you're like a wench or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's the right word or if that's an uh, offensive term. A, a, a spinster. Spinster I this is what they were called. Yeah. And still are in some circles. Yeah. Mother. <laughs> um. So she was still officially married uh, to James. Oh, yeah. When she married this next guy. Oh, yeah. They were bigamously married mm-hmm. is the phrase. She married Frederick Cotton. Yeah. But she still took his name. She's, I mean, I guess they were, what, were they a town over? <laughs> I that? think so. Oh, so his sister had stepped in to like help take care of the children but she died from an undetermined stomach mysteriously leaving marianne to console she's real good at like getting in on that grief dick Uh uh-huh you're so sad (laughs) i'm here and quickly became pregnant um and by the way um found out that her former lover joseph joseph natures was back in the picture yeah he's living nearby in a village um no longer married. His wife had, uh, you know, I don't know if it was mysterious. Died. Though, she died of, of a mysterious cholera. death. <laughs> so she gets her, uh, she gets her current husband Frederick a job in the same mining company where and her dad moved, died. No, uh, in the same company where um, Joseph Natras. Oh, was okay. And they, uh, I read this. She moved, they moved onto the same street that he lived on, Joseph Natras. She is reckless. And oh my God, you guys are never going to believe what happened to her husband. <laughs> Gastric fever again. Aww. So like, she also killed a couple of more of his kids. Yeah, she killed off all the children. Because <laughs> uh, she had life insurance policies on them as well. You think, was, um, were life insurance Places like Starbucks. Was there one on every corner? Because it must have been a big thing. Uh, you know, there must have been people for a while who like sold it door to door. For sure. And the life insurance people probably were the amount you got versus the amount you put in was mm-hmm. probably so like there was such a big disparity that they're like, I don't give a fuck if people kill people. We're still sca- <laughs> like they're still fucked. We've still taken so much of their money. Yeah. Uh, and there was probably there weren't good enough records kept to cross reference. I mean, a new town? Uh, no way no way to possibly cross-reference from one company to the other no. whether someone had a suspicious claim history. Yeah. So they have no... Yeah, that's such a good point. So there's no way to go like, wait, this lady's gotten an awful lot of insurance policies. And I imagine back then it was... I mean, it was one of those things where there's not these huge conglomerates. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, this is the town life insurance place. Yeah. So if yeah. you just go to a new town... They don't know what happened in the town before. Yeah. And then you go, what's this newfangled life insurance all about? <laughs> oh, we better do it just in case, you know, everyone gets cholera. <laughs> so then she moves Natris into her house and as her lodger. I don't know. What is a lodger? Like, um, like he's renting a room from her so that legally they can live together without being People like in questions. wedlock or whatever yeah. or out of wedlock. So, because she's still technically married, right? I guess so. She never got a divorce from James Robinson. So he's just her, like, pool boy, basically. Yeah. Her just, like, l- live in. Yeah. She's sex like, he's man. just Airbnb in this guy's. I don't, we, we don't, we're not sleeping together. 
No sex is happening. This is just a man. It's just a man who rents a room because I'm a lowly widow <laughs> who can't afford my home without the help of a a, a roommate. <laughs> so so he dies, out yeah, of, out of nowhere. Uh, he he leaves. A, I don't think she poisoned him though because he left her. Uh, everything he had, which was not much, but he did. So she they, was really in it for the dick with the yeah. With I think Joseph. that this was her one. Like, either he was laying the pipe like real good, <laughs> yeah, or some combination of both. And he loved her because he was broke. Him. Yeah, she had gotten pregnant. He had another kid that came into the picture, and like, so there was a Charles Junior. No, Charles Junior. There was a Charles. Yeah, Charles Edward. Charles that was Edward. her stepson. They oh they had had a Frederick. She had had Frederick Junior from. The last one, right? She killed. <laughs> so Charles was sort of the downfall of her, because mm-hmm. John uh, Quick Manning got her pregnant while she was uh, still with Joseph. Uh, she wanted to marry him after Joseph died, but couldn't because she still had this fucking stepson from the like, the like, last dead guy. Yeah, two marriages before, she just got problem child. And then she tries to get rid of him uh, by, um, she actually told someone, a, a local official, which means someone in, in some sort of uh, power or authority. Yeah. In yeah. capacity with the law. She said, uh, he asked if she would get married and she said, I won't because I got this kid in my life. But you know what? I don't think he's going to be around for much longer. Yeah, that's what she said. Well, because I guess he, she tried to put him in like a, I guess it's a thing you could do, a workhouse for the poor. Okay. Like, <laughs> she's like, I'm unmarried and like, how will I care for this child? Uh-huh. He'll have to go to a workhouse. And the official was like, yeah, but like you have to go with him. That's how it works. Oh. And she's like, I mean, there's no point in him being a workhouse. He'll probably be dead soon anyways, <laughs> like all my other children. And obviously that uh, drew some red flags. Now, what I don't know is if she's so dumb that she did that or if she had just gotten, I wonder if she just got so confident. She's like, I can't fucking look at everyone. Confident I'm and or tired. I don't yeah, know. I mean, she's at this point, she's what, like in her 40s? Yeah. She's killed so many people, which seems exhausting. And in since 40 was the Victorian 80, she's just at that age where she doesn't give a fuck, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah, how all of our grandparents are. Uh-huh. It's like, <laughs> I didn't know grandma was racist until she got old. And then I was like, oh, you've just been keeping that in this whole time? Man, you're not a good person at all. These are scary thoughts. <laughs> oh, you're a terrible old white lady. But, okay, so, like, then... So the boy died. Very quickly. And the official who she had said that to kind of intervened and was like, whoa, whoa, before we write this death certificate. Halt. I would like someone to maybe do a little investigating. I feel like he busted into the room and like cleared his throat in that old Victorian white way. (laughs) (laughs) With like the mustache and like (laughs) flaps. And he's like, I will not stand for this to go uninvestigated. What's crazy to me is that they were Uh. able to, because they say they tested his body, and it tested positive for arsenic. And hearing that, I'm like, wait, was that an option the whole time? And we've just not been testing bodies? Cause we're I like, think it was, an, it was an option, but they just didn't bother with it. Yeah, maybe it was because was so of how cholera. often. Yeah. Maybe there never was cholera. Maybe, <laughs> maybe cholera was never a thing, and everyone was being poisoned. Maybe cholera was fake news. <laughs> yeah, they're just like... It was made up by the liberal mainstream media. <laughs> the mainstream media just killing off their families. <laughs> it's like, time to move on. So, 
So they tested the kid's stomach, which were, they were keeping in a jar, because I guess that's what you do when you, when you bury someone. Yeah, you keep them in a jar. Yeah, you take parts out parts in a jar. Yeah, yeah. And this jar of parts <laughs> instead of jar of arts. <laughs> uh, tested positive, so then they were like, oh, maybe we should dig up this guy's other kids, too. So they did. They dug up two of the other cotton kids and, and found out they were all poisoned. All poisoned. So they're like, bitch, you go into prison. But they she- were, for some reason, only able to charge her with the murder of the stepson. They weren't able to charge her with anyone else's death. What there was um oh I read that her lawyer argued that the um chemists treating them, which I guess is basically the pharmacist, mm-hmm. could have easily mistaken I forget what the name of the stuff they use to treat diarrhea is, but like they apparently look very similar. <laughs> to arsenic? Yeah, and so I guess it was just one of those like beyond a reasonable doubt things. <laughs> but that maybe she meant to buy Fucking Pepsi AC and bought arsenic instead? Is yeah, that what the, her lawyer the, was trying to say? That the chemist might have given her the arsenic by accident. Duh. So she was able to get off the hook for some of them, but not off the uh, rope where she would dangle. <laughs> what a shitty chemist. I That's mean, like going to CVS and you're like, you're, you're getting like birth control and then they, they give you Viagra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or instead they give you arsenic. <laughs> like what? They look the same. They're both little tiny white tablets. I am so embarrassed. I'm Can so sorry. Can you imagine how offensive to that chemist? And also, or could you imagine being the chemist and hearing that and then having to live with the, oh my God, what if I did do that? Uh-huh. What if I, dude, talk about gas. But also probably not being able to work ever again because no one will yeah, hire you. Because they're like, that's the chemist who poisoned people. Wow. She just really took people out. <laughs> She was pregnant in prison, too, right? right? Yeah. So she went to jail. Uh, what year was she charged? The trial began on 18, uh, March 5th, 1873. Okay. So the trial began pretty immediately after um, her daughter was born that same year, which was her lucky 13th child, uh, depending yeah. on who you ask. Because that child lived, right? Yes. They escorted that child away for safety. Well, I mean, you just don't get left. In prison, what? Margaret, Edith, Quickman, and Cotton. She gave both last names to that daughter. So there could be no mistaking whose kid it was. I mean, well, because Quickmanning was the name of that dude who knocked her up, right? The one who she ended up not staying with. Oh, yeah, because she was his nurse for a little while. So he was recovering from smallpox, and she was like, fuck this dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm not pregnant. Ah, sexy nurse. I mean, my God. Also, by the way, you guys, a big part of this is because they called her the Black Widow. And a, everyone, a lot of this Dark is- Dark Angel. The, oh, Dark Angel was a show. Well, they, they called her, her- Well, Dark Angel was a show with Jessica Alba, not related- Oh, I thought they did- To the other Dark Angel. They made a BBC show called Dark Angel that was about uh, Marianne Cotton. You guys don't confuse the two. Yeah, no, uh, that's good to know. Because <laughs> you'll be very confused if you watch. <laughs> if you watch the Jessica, Jessica Alba, Alba version, like, I feel like this is nothing like what they said on the Absolutely podcast. nothing. Yeah. So they, I don't know. She, what was her goal with getting pregnant with that guy? Was she just going to try to marry him? I think she was going to try to marry him because he lived. He lived a good life when he was an officer. So he probably, I, I imagine, military men back then. I mean, not that, you know, oh, he's an officer. He probably has so much 
Well, after Does after she had the baby, she gave the baby his name so that people could know it was his baby. He left town. He left the city where he was staying. Like, left his baby. family. Uh, allegedly changed his name again so oh. that the baby couldn't be traced to him. Some people say that he like went abroad, so who knows? Maybe he fled to the Americas or something. Um, other people are saying that he he went all the way back to his hometown, um, got back together with his wife, and uh, It'd be funny opened if, a bar. Like, oh wow! It'd be funny if he there's actually someone in American history who's really famous for something, and it's that guy. Yeah, like he just has a completely different name, and we'll never know. Yeah. Um. What? So she began trial on March fifth, and was sentenced. Um. Let me see. They found her uh, guilty four in only four days. Yeah. Some people would say that um, by today's standards, the evidence that they had against her was kind of shady and that if she went to trial today, she wouldn't have been found guilty. Wow. So some people are saying that she, it's possible that she might not have done it. <gasps> really? But, oh, like it's a making a murderer? Yeah. But she also said that the the kid got sick from arsenic that was in wallpaper. Uh, like, was the kid was eating wallpaper? What what was this? Well, yeah, because arsenic was in everything. Like, I don't know why. What was a seven year old doing consuming wallpaper? They're saying that it was so much arsenic that he would have had to eat an entire wall of wallpaper. Like, I don't know. I thought he was creative. I so. just <laughs> kind of did that free spirit parenting. We let him do what they want to do. You know? Yeah, I guess that was because they used to have lead and paint and stuff too, and that. <laughs> Enough people died that the paint was a problem. True. So, yeah, it is just one of those like Stupid beyond kids a reasonable eating doubt. Paint. If there's like, do people eat wallpaper like kids eat ate paint chips in in like the the eighties? I mean, I think so. <laughs> just, just I mean, just if kids up. are eating chips of paint, why wouldn't they eat wallpaper? Tide pods. Why not wallpaper? The wallpaper challenge. What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> like you deserve to die. <laughs> but who knows if that kid actually? I guess ate. Wallpaper. Uh-huh. But um, they said the jury took 90 minutes to deliberate. That's wild. Was it a... I'm sure it was a jury of all men, as no, juries were. Allowed? No. I and all those men must have been like, what if my wife gets word of... If this is even a... <laughs> like, if my wife even gets a sniff that this is a possibility. Uh -huh. Can you imagine that they're like, we cannot have anyone thinking that they can get away with this? Yeah. Because, I mean, and I don't know how courts worked back then but i also assume maybe well, you had to be of a certain status to even be on the jury i don't think they probably let in oh yeah i don't think they had it was probably wealthy man jury dirty jury duty yeah, jury no, dirty. it was like probably a job yeah a juror you know mm -hmm. so now there's these men of at least a decent socioeconomic class in this case where their wives could hear about this woman who gets life insurance policies and kills their husbands and she was also one of the first uh it's debatable whether she was one of the first, but she was definitely the most well-known and earliest well-known cases of a woman poisoning a shitload of people. Yeah. Well, they say that there's, like, arguments that a lot of women murderers got, like, swept under the rug and just didn't. Yeah, they got away with it because people didn't want to believe that women could the be women capable. were capable of that. And so people would be like, there's no way. Which, so I guess it's that same thing that makes people believe, like when you go into a doctor as a woman and they think you're just being dramatic uh -huh. and then you find out you have a serious disease. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing that makes them go like, oh, surely a woman would never. <laughs> They're just these weak, gentle, 
souls. Women don't know how women's bodies work. That's ludicrous. <laughs> how dare you tell me how you're feeling? <laughs> I'm the doctor. I know what's going on in your body. <laughs> Stupid lady. Yeah, so they convicted her and hung her. Hanged. Hanged. I always mess that up. Most people do. What's hung? A big well, dick. Yeah, I was like, never mind. Uh, a horse. Um, I've seen, I've been in some hung situations. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I've only seen them on the TV. I'm all the worse for it. And the computer. And that's why I had to go to the doctor in the first place. <laughs> um, oh, but her death. So, oh, this is so funny. We were talking about this before the podcast started. Because she got hanged. Yeah. Um, but her execution was botched <laughs> yeah. because they had assigned to her case a quote, notoriously clumsy <laughs> executioner. Yeah. How do you fuck that up? How do you get this job? How do you get that job? Okay, how, how do, do you, you apply keep for the that job? job? And then, yeah, how do they? I guess there's such a demand for executioners that you could fuck it up on a routine basis and still be allowed to do it. Maybe, maybe it's one of those things where like nobody wants to do it. Well, I mean, a, that's a that's a rough job. That's a shit job, especially if you're a religious person. That's got to be a moral conflict going on. Oh right, what does Jesus say about about it's like thou shalt not kill unless you're you're thou unless art your killing job. someone who hath killed. <laughs> yeah, like, unless, you know, they deserve it. For monies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yes. what happened was uh, when they were hanging her, they, they opened the trap door on the platform, and apparently the rope was very short, so she only fell two feet. Uh, and you're supposed to fall. Oh, I'm going to look that up. Yeah, look it up. But apparently um, two feet is not long enough to break your neck, which is... Which the is really intended the purpose of hanging. Yeah. If if you don't know, it's you're supposed to like snap your neck. Yes, not, you're not supposed to choke. Not which, do what she did, which was yeah. Every movie you see, by the way, when someone tries to commit suicide by hanging, or when a serial killer is trying to hang someone, they always choke. They're always like, they're grabbing the rope, like trying to trying to yeah. loose the rope. Except the haunting of Hill House. The haunting of Hill House. The bent neck lady. Oh. Spoiler, spoiler alert. The bent neck lady is uh, one of the main characters who commits suicide. Um. She does it right. She drops, her neck snaps. Oh. That's why her, her neck is all fucking... All fucking like, <laughs> like Lucy. You guys know what that looks like, right? So, yeah. So she fell two feet. Uh, she didn't, her neck didn't break. She was just choking. And so the executioner steps on her shoulders to try to help yeah, her choke. Yeah, he's just like pushing on her. <laughs> he's like, sorry. Ugh. I don't know why this keeps happening. This is so embarrassing. And then Benny Hill music starts playing. <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it was like a public. Were all executions public? I believe so. I think you could buy tickets. Um, Can you imagine? Up until even in the States. We've got up until front not row very long tickets ago. to the executions yeah. this week. Post, they made postcards. They sold souvenirs. You could bring children. You got like fun mugs. Yeah. Put on your derby hats, ladies. We're going to the hangings. You could bring kids. Side note, I just found a website that I think is probably going to get me tracked by the government. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because everything that popped up when I tried to find that information was like all this like suicide hotline. <laughs> and now I'm on a place that I think is a very dark, dark web. Sorry for that rabbit hole. What's it say? The less you weigh, the longer the rope needs to be. Okay. So, if you're oh, okay. Here's the thing: they were probably not used to hanging ladies. Women. Oh, that makes sense. At least that's a good excuse for that guy who probably almost got fired. 
Yeah. Oh no, all the other guys only needed five feet. <laughs> Two feet is very small though, according oh. to this website, which hmm. Anyway. He probably had ran out of noose yeah. and was like, Oh, it's I don't have time week. to go to the market to get some more. He's Why don't I just use it? Like, I forgot work. to pick up supplies. <laughs> I'll just use the rest of it. Like when you're like down to the last fucking the last square piece of, of scotch tape paper. or whatever. Oh, I went a completely different direction. Either or. You just take a huge shit and you're like, this will just have to do. And then you use the roll. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, am I going to have to turn to the shower curtain next? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, rest in peace, Marion Cotton. <laughs> her, her daughter, by the way, uh, had a pretty normal life. Yeah. What happened with that? The baby, Mary. Wait, it was Margaret. Marianne. No, uh, Margaret no, no, no. Edith Quick Manning Cotton. Margaret Edith Quick Manning Cotton. Yeah, it's a mouthful. Yeah. So the baby was their only child. Duh. Uh, when she was seventeen, she got married to a minor. Whoa. Uh, they had a kid two years after. A minor and a minor, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, a kid named Clara. And uh, not much is known after that because... Wow. They, they moved to they New York. To, yeah, they tried to live a quiet life. I'm reading this on a website that could be wrong. New York, Pennsylvania, it depends on who you ask. Yeah, so they got in a steamship. Yeah, she, she ended up eventually having three kids. Wow. And uh, moving, uh, finding, tracking down her uh, adoptive, adoptive mother? mom. And Wait, so she had an adopted in, mother who also just left her? She had to track her down? Or maybe because she, she left home to get married, but then her husband died. Oh. And so she brought, she gathered up the kids and then moved back in with her adoptive mom. Wow. And William, she had a son named William, and I, be- I believe uh, she had two boys and a girl. Both of the boys ended up going to war and dying. Yikes. As you did. As that's what happened in those yeah, days. Yeah, World War I. Both of her sons died. I'm on a website called findagrave.com. Okay. But it has two spouses listed for Clara. Mm. So maybe, oh, her second husband after her husband died. So Robinson Cow. And so she they... probably moved in with him after um, she lived with her adopted mom for a little bit. And she was probably like, I need to move out because I hate this. I hate living with this woman. And so she, she got married again so she could live on her own. Yeah. Just sort to, of. I mean, yeah. The things you do to get away from mothers. Yeah. I mean, because you couldn't just be a single mom with kids living by yourself if, unless you were. Even if you were really rich, it wasn't. It's it still was like frowned upon down socially. Upon, yeah, yeah. It's like how sad. Yeah, it was like prob- It was m- more acceptable for you to marry like a piece of shit <laughs> than to just be single. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, she must be so miserable. Mm-hmm. I hope she finds a piece of shit <laughs> so that she can finally be have a complete life. Yeah, like that's fucking crazy. And people still do that shit where they're like. Just trying to get in a relationship to check off the box of like not I being did alone, it. and it's like sometimes it's just better to be alone. True, because people will poison you. I think that's the moral of this entire story. Yeah, stay alone as long as you can. <laughs> no one can be trusted, and don't put anyone on your life insurance. Uh, uh don't yeah, don't do life insurance, and uh, don't uh, drink tea 
Yeah, or hot soups. Don't trust your nurse. Given to you by by a, a shady nurse or, yeah. or a very happy multiple uh, widow. Yeah, and if like the woman nursing your sick children is also fucking you, be suspicious. Because <laughs> that bitch has a plan. <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a, a few movies about this. Uh, check out the check out Dark Angel from the BBC. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of books. Lots of books about so it. So many books. Two, only two of her, her kids survived. One of them was uh, Mar- Margaret, who went on to have uh, her kids die in a war. And then uh, the son she had with James Robinson, who was the only man to survive being in her life. Yeah. And he's just out there making a family. Well, he's dead now, but. Yeah, he died eventually. I wonder we if. We all do, eventually. I wonder <laughs> if they have any living relatives. Uh, I know she does, but they don't like to talk about it uh, yeah, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I guess that's not the highlight of anyone's family. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, no, my great-great-grandmother was a serial killer. Uh-huh. So, but I'm totally fine. I didn't get that gene. <laughs> that's got to be weird. <laughs> Knowing a family member's a serial killer, and then anytime yeah. you get angry, if you have some sort of rage they thing. They're like, like, oh, there comes a yeah. cotton anger streak. Gonna, yeah, you're going to kill somebody. <laughs> God, man. And now it's like almost, I feel like it's impossible to poison anyone and get away with it. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Be a man. Stab them. Ugh. Don't do it, you guys. Don't, yeah, don't do that either. No, it's too, it's too much cleanup, honestly. It's sad. Just be a good person. We might talk about some, uh, some stabby ladies in the future. Stabby ladies. That's There's not very many of them, but no. they really went all out with it. Yeah, I would imagine most stabby ladies, it was like a passion-fueled, but I don't know. That's what, they, that's what they say about a lot of women. It's like motivated in some sort of Finances, financial. And then fear. a lot of men, it's like the psychosis, like pleasure that they get from like actual like murder of people. Yeah. And that's when it gets like torture. The adrenaline people. rush of, of taking someone's life. Uh, Men are into that, yeah. I guess. Like, not an adrenaline rush I'm interested in, but. Yeah, I don't like adrenaline rushes ever. Yeah, I, don't, no, I don't even I'm... like roller coasters. No, sometimes if I just get too excited about something, I get scared. <laughs> if I get too happy, I'm like, uh-oh, I better eat a cupcake to calm this down. A cupcake. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting out of control. <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much for, uh, for talking to me. This was fun. Thanks for having me. That was episode 22 of Women Who Kill. You guys, if you like the show, definitely stop by iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps a lot, helps new people find us. And if you want to support with your dollars, uh, join the Women Who Kill Illuminati. Go to patreon.com slash kaichoice. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash k-a-i-c-h-o-y-c-e. Give a couple bucks a month and get access to bonus content, free merch, other good things. It is very much worth it. Other than that, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.